Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is the goal. Do you know that? Jesus is the goal. He is the one where all of our hope, all of our joy is fulfilled. It's in him. In fact, every you already know this, but it's been right all along that every question asked during children's moments or during Sunday school, the answer is always Jesus, right? And, and, and it's right. J- Jesus is the fulfillment of everything. That that's what we celebrate today on this Christ the King Sunday. Christ the King Sunday is not a, a long time standing celebration in the church. It was actually established in 1925, so not all that long ago. And it was established by the Catholic Pope Pius XI as a way to commemorate, to celebrate, and to lift up the fact that Jesus is the one that fulfills everything, that, that our hope is found in him and in nothing else. And part of the reason that Pope Pius XI established it was because of what was going on in the world around us in those years. That that was when secularism was really taking over in the West. We we taste the fruits of secularism every day here, don't we? It's when communism was really taking root in Russia. Fascism under Mussolini was taking root in Italy. It's when the seeds of Nazism were beginning to sprout in Germany. All of these things that were world powers and world movements that were trying to say that this is the best way. And this day was established to say, no, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's always been Jesus. And that's not really hard for us to articulate, perhaps, against Nazism, against fascism, right? Against secularism. But, but I think a, perhaps a, a way to understand it a little bit closer to home, and it might get a little prickly, is how do you define yourself? Are you an American Christian? Or are you a Christian American? That matters, doesn't it? To whom, to what does your allegiance lie first? Or or to dig down even a little bit deeper with how you self-identify, what takes priority? Your political party? Republican, Democrat? Or your faith? Which one drives you more? To where do your allegiance lie? That's what Christ the King articulates for us. That, that Him being the King means our allegiance is, is to Him, that we are his royal subjects, that, that, that he 
He's in charge. That all things come back to him, and in him all things are fulfilled. It's Jesus. In, uh, in my truck, I have uh, a screen that uh, connects to my phone so that when I'm driving places, my map shows there. You have one of those cars? Or, or maybe use a, a map in a different way, a GPS in a different way. But have you noticed that when you get turned around and mixed up, or when you make a turn on the right road, that, that everything reorients and you're still going up on the map? Have you noticed that? I'm so thankful for that. Here's what I want you to think about. I want you to either to actually physically do it or, or at least mentally do it. I, I want you to put not on the screen, but just right above the screen, the, the name Jesus. Because it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter where you're going, it doesn't matter when you get turned around, everything always orientates back to Jesus. That's Christ the King. It all points to Him. True north isn't a point on a compass. True north is a person who hung on the cross for you. Our true north that we base all of our headings upon is Jesus. It's Jesus. That's what we commemorate today. That's what we celebrate today. That's what we find in today's gospel story that's, that's a little complicated. It has some harsh truths to it. It can be scary. Actually, all of Matthew 25 can be scary because it, it talks about the end of things. And that there's judgment. And I don't know about you, but I don't love judgment. Because I deserve everything I get in the judgment that comes down on me in heaping coals. And so this gospel, it stings a little. I want to focus on unpacking that a little bit, right? Because we have the, the sheep and the goats. We have internal, eternal life and eternal punishment. All of it mixed up together. And so I, I want to look at near the top of today's gospel, it talks about that everybody is gathered before the Lord. And he talks about those who are inheriting the kingdom. What is your inheritance? What have you inherited? As I alluded to in my announcements, I inherited a passion for my team. And it's been a fun football season for me because my Emory has been sitting by my side watching games, asking questions, fully engaged, <clears throat> and it's just been fun. She, she makes me rub her head for good luck. I didn't rub it enough yesterday. But, but leading up to yesterday's big game, the rivalry game, right? All my kids know that I'm a little bit different watching that game. 
I'm a little more on edge. I'm a little more vocal. I'm a little more invested. I know this doesn't happen to any of you. And so my Emery was a little bit nervous about, well, where am I going to sit? I don't want to be too close to Dad. <laughs> and am I allowed to ask questions? Because Dad doesn't like to be interrupted in intense games. Before the game, Charlie looks at me and says, Dad, are you going to say curse words? <laughs> and I said, Charlie, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> and so when the final play came, my team lost. Your team won. <laughs> Don't make me curse again. I yelled a not nice word. And Charlie, who was in the other room, Dad! And everything about this is what I inherited from my parents. Because I remember as a kid watching the game and running around and getting yelled at, Stop! And I remember asking questions, and then I remember learning when it wasn't the time and it wasn't the game to ask questions. And I can still see my dad coming out of my mouth as he slammed down this, Arr! he passed it on to me. And for good or for bad, I'm passing it on to my kids. What do you inherit? It's not just the things that are in the will, right? In fact, I would say that's the least of what we inherit. How we act, how we treat, how we respond, how we live. That, that's the inheritance that is passed on to you. And so our, our whole lives are the passing on of the faith. The passing on of the way we interact and treat and love and care for others. The way we respond in the good moments and in the bad. What do we do in the face of death? What do we do in the face of illness? How do we respond? That that's our inheritance. And so Jesus gathers us. And reminds us that inheritance isn't about you. It's about the relationship. Right? I, I don't earn my inheritance. I receive it. It's not about the merits. It's about the relationship. And so when we look at Jesus, we can celebrate that we receive an inheritance not because we earn it, we don't, we receive it because the Father has looked upon you and said, you belong to me, you are mine. You, brothers and sisters, are sons and daughters of the King. You're sons and daughters of the king. 
your inheritance isn't about you. It's about the one who's claimed you. Here. At the font. Where he washes over you and says, you belong to me. You're mine. I have named you and claimed you as mine. This is where God does his holy and good work. You are sons and daughters of the king. You're his. You're his. And, and so, that, that means something, right? That that means something, because that means that we are called to live as such. To, to walk wet. To, to remember who we are. No. Remember whose we are. Who you are is far less then whose you are. It's not about you. It's about the king. That that's what it means to walk wet. That that's what it means to live as those who have been baptized. It means that, that live the way you're called to live. Right? I, I remember getting in trouble as a kid and mom or dad looking at me and said, that's not who you are. You know better than that. Yeah. Live. Live out the ways of the family that is raising you. Right? That's why I'm a Buckeye fan. Because my parents were. That's why my kids are. So when Jesus begins to tell about how we walk and how we live and how we feed and clothe and, and give drink and, and visit and care for and welcome, we, we do that because that's who we are. Not to earn our inheritance. You don't earn inheritance. You receive it. And you live as ones who are part of the family. Right? Right? That, that's, right? We've been talking about stewardship. That, that's what stewardship is. It's caring for others. It's loving others. It's feeding others. It's giving drink to others. It's visiting others. It's leading forward with our heart towards others. Right? In the adult Sunday school class, the, uh, since the fall, we've been looking at the one another's from Scripture. There are almost 60 times in Scripture where it tells us, Jesus and, and the epistles tell us, that, that we are to care for one another. We are to love one another. We are to come alongside of one another. We are to encourage one another. H how we live 
It matters. It matters. How are you doing in living and loving one another? It, it probably is summed up best by the words of Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed when he tells the disciples, I've given you a new commandment, to love one another as I have loved you. They will know you are my disciples by the ways in which you love one another. How are you known? Are you known by the king that you are his royal, loyal subjects and you live as ones who have been claimed by him. But it gets even more real, doesn't it? I mean, we, as Jesus goes and he shares and he, he tells us to drink or to, to, to give food and to give drink and to clothe and to visit and to care for and to welcome and to visit again, and some people don't. Some people don't. They, they don't live as will those who have been baptized. And I think it's important for us to remember and to look and to, 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 to remember that man, if you break down the, the scripture, it says that those who are going to eternal life, man, that that was God's plan from before the foundations of the earth. From the beginning, God had it set in motion that, that we who are faithful because of Jesus enter into his eternal rest. And that the plan from the beginning was, was really, it really wasn't hell. That, that hell was a place for the devil and his angels. That, that it's not part of God's plan that hell would be populated. Now I believe it is. But by the grace of God, the plan from the beginning what was to be in him and with him, by him. Not because of what we do. It's not how you inherit. But because of whose you are. And living as one's who belong to Jesus. So, how do you make sure you're a sheep and not a goat? That's what it makes gets down to, isn't it? How do you be a sheep? Well, it's not about you. It's not how inheritance works. It's about Jesus. And it's about following him. It's about how we live our lives as those who are his. It, it, it's up to him. And by the grace of God, you've been washed and claimed and sealed 
You are his children. So remember that. Don't forget it. And when you're driving along, you know, I have in my GPS, I've got buttons that take me home when I'm out far away. And I just push the button and it takes me home. I still get turned around. You're going to get turned around in this life. I mean, life is everything but straight and narrow and easy, isn't it? So put his name at the top of the GPS. And continue to be steered back. Be obedient to the one who's been faithful. That's our call. That's our stewardship. That's our gift. That's our walking in the ways of Jesus. He's not a point on a compass. He's a person on a cross. And he died. So you might live. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.